Well, hello there. Welcome to Cavalcade. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Two ducks. Two ducks, a horse, and an orangutan. And the other four-letter words were taken. You mean, <laughs> these aren't your cats? Why did I have egg on my fingers? If I had to guess, I'd say two fingers. I can explain. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. You know what? Who comes to shit? What does it take to change a life? I did the chicken. Putting the eggs on your cats. Is this supposed to burn? Cavalcade is brought to you by Harbor Repertory Theater. My name is Keith Bridges. I'm the Artistic Director of Harbor Rep, and I want to thank you for listening. So listen to this. enjoying a song called Liberty from Ron Crowder. It won Song of the Year at the 2018 New Mexico Music Awards. singer-songwriter, recording engineer, and producer based in Santa Fe, New Mexico. You can find him and more of his great music online at roncrowdermusic.com. That's R-O-N-C-R-O-W-D-E-R music.com. Bye. 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 Bye.
others who delivered the nation like a frog. Fiery living that liberation. There's a reason why the Statue of Liberty is a lady. Some people say it's God given, but God should we create it. So we should go without saying that liberty's what we make it. Let it ring for our neighbors and rock them until we break it like a bell in Philadelphia, birthplace of a nation. Once again, this is Liberty, written, recorded, and produced by artist Ron Crowder at his studio in Santa Fe, New Mexico. We hooked up one early March night. I swiped right and so did she. And I have to confess, she was amazing. I didn't know sex could be that good. We hooked up one early March night. I swiped right and so did he. He was fantastic. I was ecstatic. I didn't know sex could be that good. I loved her body, her curves, her flesh. We giggled, we joked, we really meshed. I loved his body, his scent, his caress. We giggled, we joked, we really meshed. So even though we had just met, sheltering in place seemed like a good bet. We didn't want to be stuck alone. And the first week was phenomenal. Mind-bending sex, morning, mid-morning. Noon, afternoon. Twilight, evening. Night, late night. Midnight. I had never been so happy to be stuck at home. But when the toilet paper started running low, that's when our true colors began to show. 83 sheets at two squares apiece. Four times a day, carry down the three. You forgot the decimal. Oh, whoops, thanks. Of course. But it looks like we'll be okay for... The next 10.375 days. I really like how he worries about this stuff. I really like how she plans ahead. Sex may have brought us together. But it's our perspicacious rationing of toilet paper. That'll keep us together. That was Sex and Toilet Paper by Tiffa Foster. Performed by Neil Patrick Peterson and Tiffa Foster. Your choice for mayor is pretty simple. It's either me or my opponent, Billy Dunsworth. It's a funny thing about the name Billy Dunsworth. Turns out you can't spell it without the letters D, U, I. And that's no coincidence. When Billy was in office, he got a DUI. But did he stop there? No, 
he got another one. Guess he didn't want that first DUI to get lonely. Don't you want a mayor that's not going to risk committing involuntary manslaughter? Don't you want a mayor that doesn't have to blow into a tube to start his car? Vote for me, Dean Peterson. Steady in office, steady behind the wheel. I'm Dean Peterson, and I approve this message. Oscar Bombadasco, and I sell paperclips. You may or may not know that there's a dizzying array of paperclip choices in this world. You got your little bitty ones that are sometimes gold colored or silver colored, they look like crap and they're too small to hold anything really. And if you drop them, they're so freaking tiny you never freaking find them, pardon the language. Those are not Bombadasco paperclips. Then you got your weirdo plastic coated ones that are all kinds of different colors. You got them in yellow and orange and green and pink and blue and red and oh my goodness. They look like some kind of little girl's imaginary unicorn friend pooped them out of something. No thank you. Those are not Bombadasco paperclips. Then you got those butterfly air quotes kind that look like some kind of crazy space math symbol. You ever try to put one of those bastards on a stack of paper? Pardon my language. But you can spend 20 minutes trying to put one of those things on to hold some important papers, and what do they do? Who knows? You can never get them to stay on the paper. Those are not Bombadasco paperclips. Bombadasco paperclips are big. Big enough for a real American to clip into a real American stack of papers. They are made of solid brass. They're beefy. They're heavy. They weigh two pounds each. They work like a paperclip ought to work. They cost $75 a dozen. You can only get them through me, Oscar Bombadasco. I do not sell them online, and I do not believe in mail order. So if you want some of the best paper clips ever made, you're just going to have to find me. They may be expensive, they may be hard to get, but they are the last dozen paper clips you are ever going to have to buy. Unless you use them up, then you can buy more. I'm not going anywhere. Bombadasco paper clips, because in this life, Papers need to be clipped. I'm Billy Dugsworth, and I'm running for mayor. You may have heard my opponent trying to slander me by talking about the two DUIs I've been charged with over the last couple of years. Well, the first one I got coming home from tailgating the high school football playoff game, which we won, by the way, and the second was after serving as a judge in the hard cider brew-off during yet another successful Apple Festival downtown. Apparently, your soon-to-be former mayor, Dean Peterson, doesn't support our boys going to the state tournament, and he doesn't care about our beloved community events. Not me. I drink like you, I drive like you, and I live like you. So vote for me, Billy Dunsworth unless you like your cider soft and you hate football. I'm Billy Dunsworth, and I approve this message. You know that feeling of panic you get when you're woken by a call at four in the morning? I recall such an instance. Not too long ago, my ringtone, Siren, erupted in the dead of the night.
I answered, fully confused. Who? I hadn't a clue, but I soon determined nobody had died nor had anyone been born. There wasn't a fire and I didn't need to go change a tire. That's when I realized it was just this estranged friend phoning to say he was getting married and counting down the days. The thing is, I had received this exact call seven times before. That's right, this estranged friend had been engaged seven times to seven different women. Seven engagements and zero marriages to show for it, and he was the ripe age of 23. Well, obviously this one has to be the one, I thought the first few times, but soon I accepted that this estranged friend was nothing more than the boy who cried, I'm engaged. The boy who cried I'm engaged reassured me this seventh time was different. They had a date. I've had dates too. He said it was July 13th. No, I was pretty sure it was still June. He was talking about the wedding. Whose wedding? His wedding. They had set a date. Holy cow, they had set a date. I guess the seventh time was a charm. there was more. The boy who cried I'm engaged wanted me to be his best man. I laughed and laughed and laughed some more. He clarified. He meant one of his best men. So, a groomsman. He wanted me to be a groomsman. I had to say yes. I mean, this was the boy who cried I'm engaged. I couldn't believe it. I needed to witness the I do's with my very own eyes. And I was invited to the bachelor party over the 4th of July. My plan for the 4th was to pontoon. I canceled my plans so fast. It was a bachelor party. I hadn't been to a bachelor party, but I had seen the movies and I liked what I saw in the movies. This bachelor party was not like the movies. This was a tent-pitching, sardine-eating, leaf-wiping, mosquito-infested catastrophe. I was stranded in the middle of the lake, left to sleep under the dampness of the stars, tackled to the ground, put in a chokehold, punched, and then kicked. A human piñata. Yes, my character was both literally and figuratively dragged through the mud. I had thought nothing beat a bachelor party. pontoon would have beat this bachelor party. I still stood up in the wedding. I was out for revenge. And the crab cakes. Don't worry, my big smile on three was a furrowed brow and a curled lip. I was stoic throughout the maid of honor's heartfelt speech. After the speech, she handed the mic to the best man. The best man quickly passed the mic. All the groomsmen did. It was an intense game of hot potato. Until there I was, at the wedding reception of the boy who cried, I'm engaged, mic in hand. Me? I had nowhere to pass the mic. But even if I did, I wouldn't have. I stood up and looked the boy who cried, I'm engaged, dead in the eyes and said, Where do I begin? Then I saw the bride. 
She still radiated that newlywed glow. Hmm. I had a tough choice to make. From what I remember, my speech went a little like this. <clears throat> the defining moment of our friendship was when the boy who cried I'm engaged called me at four in the morning to go on this impulsive bear hunting expedition to Montana. Like the settlers before us, we took only the bare essentials, elephant tranquilizers and beef jerky. Once in the heart of bear country, we erected a tent, gathered up a bunch of dead leaves and hunkered down for a restful sleep. Before the break of dawn, we set out on a silent sprint until we came upon the soothing sound of a babbling brook. As the sun broke the horizon, the boy who cried I'm engaged strolled down to the water's edge. Suddenly, a mama bear charged across the river at him. But before she could reach him, I swiftly took aim and gently brought the beautiful creature to the ground. Being the thoughtful and caring person that I am, I decided we should donate the entirety of the bear. So, I threw the bear carcass over my shoulder and carried it 15 miles over rugged terrain to a local town where their mayor assured us they'd let no part go to waste. And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is the unquestionably accurate story of how I saved the life of the boy who cried, I'm engaged. What I definitely remember about my speech, no one clapped afterward. I thought they were required to clap. Thankfully, the open bar served Patron. Eventually, it dawned on me. Oh, a best man speech is supposed to be about the groom, not a completely fabricated story that made me look like a heroic Paul Bunyan. Whoops. I'll get it right next time. And there will be a next time. I mean... We're talking about the boy who cried, I'm engaged. The Boy Who Cried, I'm Engaged, written and performed by Neil Patrick Peterson. Hi, Keith Bridges here again. Before we finish up, I wanted to ask, if you are willing and able, please help us out with a donation. Anything you can do will make a difference. Just go to cavalcadepodcast.com and click on the button that says, please support the show. Your support is what will keep the show going. Thanks a lot. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Take 5. I'm your host, Robert Burrill, coming to you from my basement on day... I'm not doing laundry anymore. Of the quarantine. Let's see what's in the news. Bush Beer is offering couples whose wedding plans have changed due to the virus a chance at winning free beer for a year or two weeks if you're from Wisconsin. Uh, I don't know why the happy couples are the ones getting the free beer. You know, I would think the couples that can't get a divorce right now should be the ones that qualify for the free alcohol to help them cope with all the money they just realized they wasted on counseling. The XFL has fired all of its employees and suspended all of its operations after canceling its 2020 season. It's now looking good and uh, asked how this news has impacted all their fans. The XFL said, uh, we can't find any. Fox News, uh, we all watch it. Uh, Fox News host Jedediah Bila 
has contracted COVID-19 after weeks of the network dismissing and downplaying the threat of the virus, which from this point on, I think should just be called the karma virus. Louisiana pastor Tony Spell has been booked by Baton Rouge police on two charges. Uh, If found guilty, he could wind up in jail, where I would assume he would only find more Jesus. Uh, Spell was charged with aggravated assault and improper reversing, which sounds like something Catholic priests get away with all the time. Uh, Yelp has laid off 1,000 workers and furloughed another 1,100, almost a third of their workforce. Uh, This is going to make it really hard for people to decide which restaurant they want to not be allowed into. Uh, A Florida judge has made a plea in a letter recently published by the Weston Bar Association in which he asked lawyers participating in court hearings on Zoom to please wear clothes and not be in bed. Uh, saying that Florida residents are entitled to a jury of their peers, but not representation by them. Incidentally, all it takes to obtain a law degree in Florida is ownership of a suit and a sexual preference for people. Uh, The Take 5 Award, we present a news organization with the uh, dumbest Headline, it's not an actual award. I'm not going to present anything. Uh, the dumbest headline this week goes to CNN for this beauty. The final casualty numbers of the virus could wind up being higher or lower than the dramatic estimates released just a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, those those are the two options, more or less. Uh, hell, why not just say exactly the same also? Like, you're not even, how is this journalism? You can, you know what? I can't wait for next week when CNN publishes the headline, Trump will win re-election unless he doesn't. And then after Biden sees, he's going to go, that's not true. I can prove it. Like, oh my God. And now we get, they're going to debate these guys. We'll have to see them on the debate stage. That's going to be like watching two people play tennis in the dark. Like, whose serve is it? Has anyone scored? A point this entire... Are they on the same side of the court? Should this be a thing? On Monday... I'm going to calm down now. I got kind of heated. I'm going to take things down a notch. Uh, on Monday, actor Rupert Grint, best known for portraying Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter movies, was spotted walking the streets of London with his pregnant wife. Uh, the two of them had their faces uncovered. As we all know, masks are for muggles. We're a weaker breed. Uh, The couple have been fighting. Don't want to get too gossipy on the show, but apparently the couple's been fighting. There's been some tense moments, some arguments over whether their child should be raised Lutheran or Gryffindor. So best of luck bringing that uh, fight to an end. And lastly, Montana governor and one-time presidential candidate for nine seconds, Steve Bullock, has released a letter declaring the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny as essential workers, uh, which is nice. Left off the essential worker list, Mort the Hemorrhoid Gnome. Better luck next time, Mort. That's it for tonight. Thank you for taking five. I'm Robert Burrell. For more comedy from Robert Burrell, you can find him on Facebook. That's Robert Burrell, B-A-R-I-L. Or follow him on Twitter, at Robert Burrell 2.
Cavalcade is created by artists all over the country and produced in the wonderful twin cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul by Harbor Repertory Theater. The writers and performers are Mario Baldessari, Robert Burrill, Rachel Bridges, Tiffa Foster, Brian Miller, Zachary Olson, Neil Patrick Peterson, and me, Keith Bridges. Check out our website at cavalcadepodcast.net. You can find out more about us, donate to support the show, maybe subscribe or something, or just leave us a note. We'd love to hear from you. Once again, thanks for listening.